Let's go, girls. Just tell me what I can and show you things that you couldn't believe. It's Women Talking Football, WTF for short, not to be confused with WFT. I almost got confused, but don't do it, okay? I can do it. Y'all can't do it. The, them's there, the rules. Um, we are a we are the women, a pair of producers for Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. I am the executive producer, Ashley Pickles, sitting over there. Making us sound good, most importantly, trying to make us look good. It is the ever so beautiful Miss Mallory Hartley. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, buddy. Um, I feel like this, it's like come to my, um, I feel like, you know what I feel like? <laughs> People do you know? Do you know that episode? <laughs> do you know that episode of The Office where Michael goes on? Well, he yes. where Dwight takes him to the to, to the middle of nowhere because he thinks he needs to survive on his own, and then he has the webcam and he's, and he's like, around. he's like, I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> That's how I feel. But anyways, I'm not gonna be using this camera the whole time. I just wanted to use it once because because <laughs> I think it's really funny. So. And oh I, I did ask permission. I did ask you permission to do this at least once. Yeah, but so. I didn't think we were going to give an eye. I, I didn't think we were going <laughs> to. This is so like, hey, MTV. Here's our studio, by the way. If you want to see it. it's <laughs> People are literally going to need Dramamine to watch this. Like if you're if you're feeling motion sickness, I apologize. Um, no, I, I knew you were going to do the camera. I didn't know I was going to get an I have hemorrhoids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you you Drop you there. remember that though, right? Oh, you remember yeah. that episode? Like that's one of my favorite episodes of like, the office because it's so because then because because so Dwight puts the blindfold on Michael, yes. right? And then um he's like you can't know where we're going. And then he's like 200 Dwight, yards away from the street. Yeah, and then Dwight takes off his shoe and whacks <laughs> the crap out of him because he hoped it would knock him out. I love that show. Oh ah! man. Anyways. <laughs> V&A's <laughs> in the comments. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's happening. This, uh, it's called WTF for, for a reason. reason. <laughs> no, what I really need, and we've been talking about this for a long time on TFT, but what we really need to do <clears throat> is we need like a drop board like a radio station has where we can cut clips like that and then be able to use it. Dude, like um, a ticket. Yeah. We need, exactly we need a we need. we need an because a, a drop I board because absolutely. this show is full of them. I absolutely need to be producing this thing and you be right in the middle of like breaking down 3A Division 1 Region 4. Okay? <laughs> and then I can just drop with a I have <laughs> Like God. This this is this is what producing on the fly is like. Oh, correct. I also and ev- like every show is somebody's first. Yeah. I really hope this is someone's first. If this is your first, welcome. Welcome. We named the show. There was a precursor to the chaos. Like WTF should give it away. Yeah. Or WFT. Yeah, that too. I guess I need to. I don't, they're not a sponsor, so. Sorry, Women but freaking you know talking. Um, our great sponsors at Community Coffee. We love Community hey, Coffee. Hey, are, are those new? Cute? Yeah, they I, just got them. I like those a lot. Yeah, I think cute. they're super cute. Um, yeah, Community Coffee rocks. We need what? I said community coffee rocks. 
Oh, I thought you said we need rocks. I was like, for what? Where is this going now? What episode of The Office do they need rocks <laughs> no, in? No, Um, All right. It is women talking football. It is episode 61, I believe. Is correct. that correct? Yes. Episode 61. And guess what, folks? Look at the calendar. We are, are we exactly a week away? Let me pull it up. Yes, because ne- next Thursday. Yeah, is we are exactly one week away from UIL realignment. Let's so go. if you want a super big dive into what realignment is and like what the terminology behind everything, because it's a lot realignment, classifications, divisions, regions, districts. Go back to our last episode and we give you a full mm-hmm. breakdown on what is realignment and kind of what of those terms go into it and all of that stuff. Today, now that those of you that have watched the show understand all the terminology, now we're going to go in and look at like some of the biggest movers and shakers. So um, we'll get to all that in a second. I know we got distracted by office stuff, but there was one other thing that I know you wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> my... <laughs> Let's let's flash back to like a couple years ago, okay? So I grew up in Llano, Texas. Llano. It's it's should probably be Yano, but it said Llano, uh, which yeah. really gives it should away. It's a small kind of podunk-ish town. Uh-huh. Love it with all my heart. After 18 years of growing up there, you're ready to leave and go away. But now I go back and I visit and I'm like, man, this place is gorgeous. Right yeah. in smack dab in the middle of the hill country, right in between mm-hmm. Fredericksburg and Marble Falls. I mean, it is genuinely a beautiful part of the state. So with that means I grew up going to rodeos. I was not near as country as some of my best friends were. Like my mm-hmm. best friend Aspen growing up was she would show um, heifers in the stock show. They would travel all around the state and hit up Fort Worth, San Antonio, Houston. I mean, they were they were a big time 4-H and stock show. So I was very kind of stock show rodeo by association. I would like to go and support them and I love to go to a rodeo. Mm-hmm. But other than that, my family didn't have cattle. My family didn't have a ranch like Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Lived on two and a half acres, but not, you know, anything massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I love going to rodeos. Mallory Hartley <laughs> is polar opposite of even country by association. <laughs> At least, again, this was about two years two ago. Two years ago. Um, really had never been to a rodeo. You went That's to a lie. in Weatherford. That's a lie. I had been to rodeos like growing up and okay. stuff but i was never that's super old in, into and, them yeah yeah that's what your parents wanted you to do so you were forced to go right by choice i don't think that you really would have stepped foot in a rodeo you did like the year before you met me um yeah or yeah the year that you met me or something yeah. before we really became close friends um and it's just not it was not your thing she didn't own a pair of boots she hate swore she hated country music <laughs> i mean absolutely not there was not a single ounce of country music that was going to be played if you were in the car with mallory not happening um, it, was a, it was all uh it was all 21 savage or future <laughs> which to be fair there's still a lot of 21 savage and future yes but i'm gonna give myself <laughs> a big old pat on the back here because after just wearing her ass down she has now become into country gal mal very <laughs> happily deemed that by my father lance pickles CGM, as he called her last night. Yeah. So last year, um, we got tickets to the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Mm -hmm. We went to Bulls Night Out because I was like, hey, if there's anything that you're going to like, it's going to be be Bulls Night Out because it's fun. It's only bull riding. And that's kind of like that's the uppity night at the rodeo people really dress up you have a lot of designer handbags going around Mm -hmm. like it's not necessarily what you would consider at a lano rodeo (laughs) they look a little different 
Um, also, Dickie's Arena is great. And you were like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go with you. I'll try it. Since then, you've now been to two more rodeos because we went to the North Texas Fair and Rodeo. Yeah. And now, as of last night, we went again. She wore boots, her cowgirl hat. We listened to country music on the way down there. Gosh darn it. I did it. We made it. Did you ever think that you were going to see the day? No, I did not. Yeah. I did not. I honestly think the switch happened last year after the rodeo yeah because I really enjoyed it because I really enjoyed it you know and they played country music the entire time of course like in between the Fort Worth does a pretty good job though of playing like other like I mean they were playing like Snoop Dogg drop it like it's hot last night like that kind of stuff right it's not 21 Savage but they've come a long way from just playing Garth Brooks right I think that was when the real switch happened because I was like no this is actually really fun I liked getting dressed up and stuff and then this year I was just like full-blown like yeah we listened to country music on the way there on the way back like it was it was it the switch happened last year you you really you really took a hold of me and beat it into my brain correct and now I am country cow mal country gal mal baby it was awesome it was it was great it was so much fun yesterday (laughs) i I wasn't in office because I was at a different meeting off site literally all day. Um, but uh, when I got back, I was sitting in my room and little boot scootin' boogie came in, <laughs> in, her, in her boots and her, she was like, you got a hat? I was like, I do. I have an extra cowgirl hat and it doesn't fit me because I have a massive head. Like, yeah. And so it fit you perfectly. And yeah, it was, it was so fun. We had the best time and you knew what you were doing. Like you knew what the races were and stuff, the barrel racing, and yeah. the, you know, the calf wrestling, the steer wrestling and all that stuff. It was so much fun, but I'm just so proud of the the movement that you've made forward in the past two years with that you know it feels it feels like I'm a brand new woman correct you know I just feel like I I graduated from only being a city gal Mm -hmm. growing up in the ag and then I've just blossomed into country cow mouth well, and that's the great thing because you know just as well as anyone, like if you need someone to go to a rap concert with, like I'm there. Oh, you yeah. don't have to ask me oh, twice. Right, right. We go to emo night. That's things that we do, you know? And like, now we can go to Chris Stapleton. And if yeah, we exactly. Want. Yeah, right. So exactly. I just love the fact that like my music taste is when people say they really like like every you know, people ask like what's your favorite music? Yeah. And it's like I like everything. And they're like, No, you don't. And I'm like, No, like really, music is my thing, you know? And so I love yes. when other people are like Oh, yeah, I don't necessarily like bears and chicks and horses, like <laughs> that kind of country music, you know, like the fake country music, but like a Chris Stapleton, or you're kind of like really into like the folk country, yes. which was good. Yes, that, that's the thing about me is that I I love pretty much now all types of music. Mm-hmm. Like you can put on, you can put on 70s and Pink Floyd, you can put on 21 Savage, Savage. put on yep. Dua Lipa, put on Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. Like I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to like it. Yep. I mean, I think that's just kind of how I've always been mm-hmm. and, and now now, add now we added an list. extra layer to yeah, that. Yeah, right. And now I feel So feel anyway, good. Country Gal Mal was out on the streets of Fort Worth last <laughs> night. She was Ian, she was hollering, and we had a we had a great time. <laughs> we had a um, grand old time. We did. Um, <laughs> so anyway, all right, there's a little update on, on where Mallory's at in her life, because we need one of those <laughs> at least every month or so. Um, now it's time to get on to realignment. So like we mentioned, a week from today is the big day where the UIL takes every single district and every single team and shuffles it all around um and the thing going into realignment is snapshot day is in october so every single school in the state of texas has to turn in an enrollment number for to the uil and Mm -hmm. that's the enrollment number for their entire school it's not just like 
oh, we have this many football players or right. we have this many guy athletes and this many girl athletes. So we're going to split these kind of things. It's no, it's how many kids do you have in your high school? Point blank, flat out, straight number. And um, it's, it's super interesting because Step always puts out the list when mm-hmm. it's released. And of course, Alan being at the very top of the list, turning in 6,947. Which actually they were above 7,000 the last time. Right. So. And then you scroll all the way down to the bottom of that list. And it's uh, Welch Dawson who turned in an enrollment of 32 people. 32. That's insane. And that's, that's literally across their entire high school guys. That's yeah. not just the senior class, yeah, which no. in and of itself would be small. Right. They probably graduate that's like nine than, students a year. I was going to say that's less than like maybe 10 nine. students in a class. Yeah. <laughs> like that's insane. That's wild. Um, so anyway, there's always those teams that are going to be right along the edge. There's a lot of teams that they really never move mm-hmm. because it takes it's it's a small town community and no one's really moving to it. It's been established for a long time. They're always if you're in the middle of a number, it's very rare that you'll move. But there's always those teams that are right there on the cutoff line, and the UIL doesn't s- set the cutoff line until they figure out how many different teams they could evenly as possible make all of the classifications and the divisions. Mm-hmm. So they don't sit there and look at what the team name is because obviously there's no favoritism and moving up and down and that kind of stuff they're not trying to help out anybody they strictly look at the number of teams that would be in each of those classifications Mm -hmm. before they ever even look at who turned in what number right um so we went through we did a little bit of a deep dive and saw which ones heading into realignment that we are going to have our eyes set on because the UIL will post that right at 9 a.m. next Thursday morning. Um, so we will be locked in and those will be the first pages that we're turning to. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and start off with this. We'll go smallest to largest here in terms of classifications that we're going to talk about today. Um, we will start off with 3A Division One, Region One. So like we said, we went way in the weeds here. So something that caught our eye is that Brock may have heard of them. They've played in quite a few state championships in the past couple of years. They missed, uh, they got beat by Malakoff in the state semifinal mm-hmm. this year. But just since this program still, maybe not in its infancy, but it's toddlership if you want to say of of a high school football program I think they're this was their eighth season maybe mm-hmm. um they now have grown and will be moving out of 3A Division One. So that was a huge bomb to drop especially because of the we we knew that it was going to they were likely going to be over. I think I was a little bit more surprised at how much they are over. Right. Because 544 was set at the max for a 3A Division One um, school. And they were, I mean, what is that, 60, 24? I mean, they were about 85, 90 Almost kids over. over. Right. That's that's a big, big growth for a community of that size. Right. Um, so Brock is moving out. Another one that caught our eye is Sweetwater on the opposite side of that is actually moving down. They were 4A Division two in the past two years, mm-hmm. and now they turned in an enrollment of 523 and will be entering the chat in 3A Division one. Now, we wanted to make sure to put on there, it's like, okay, Sweetwater's coming down. Brock's leaving. Like, what's what's really the big deal? It's a big deal for teams like Bushland. 
Think about how good Bushland was last year, and they were really young. I mean, that's a high-flying offense that was mm-hmm. outscoring darn near everybody. Them knowing they wouldn't have to meet up with Brock in the playoffs is a huge, huge thing, thing that they would be pumped about. Same thing for Jim Ned, a program that we've seen um, in a state championship in Kind of struggled the past couple years, yeah. Yeah, had a little bit of a of a downfall in 2020. No, they were still pretty good in 2021. I think 2022 is when that kind of, yeah. They kind of went down ended up uh bringing back up this year and it was like okay that looked like more of a rebuilding year Mm -hmm. for them or a reloading year um so Bushland and Jim Ned are probably the big winners here now that being said Sweetwater obviously has been a fairly average team but they'll be moving down and that talent is gonna they're gonna be in the upper echelon of that 3A division one in region one so Bushland and Jim Ned probably the real winners um Brock not feeling that as much well I I was gonna say too you could look at it this way too if you look back at their schedule from last year they started off the year playing three in a row for a division two schools and they beat Wichita Falls Hershey which was good but then they also lost to Pleasant Grove and Wimberley so part of me was like I wonder if Coach Mathis kind of had an inkling like, hey, we're probably going to move up to 482 in the next coming realignment. Why don't we start scheduling heavier? And he does do that. He mm-hmm. does like to schedule heavier towards the beginning of the season before district play, which is a great idea. But I wonder if he was like, hmm, it would be a great idea to start playing these 482 teams and try and get familiar with that higher classification. And I don't know, maybe that's just kind of an inkling that he had, but no, absolutely. Yeah. I think that you, you can start seeing the trends of like, that's a very popular area in the state. It's kind of, it's close enough to the DFW that you can not have to worry about not having a place to go get your groceries or being next, you know, it's a, it's still a fairly easy drive down in the American airline center. If you want to see a concert, if you want to watch a game, if you want to do that, you get that, but you also can go out there and buy a bunch of land and live kind of more of a, the secluded country lifestyle. And so I bet you're exactly right that he knew, Hey, look, this place is growing. We might as well go ahead and start pushing ourselves. And Hey, if you're in four, a division one, region one or four, a division two, rather region one, now you're starting to sweat a little bit because it's like, okay, say what you will about the little guy moving on up they're just going to keep growing they're going to keep being Brock they've been a very successful program from inception to now right exactly it's uh they might be sweating a little bit up there in 4A division one 4A division two region one yeah all right up next we go from 3A division one to let's talk about 4A division one in terms of Austin ISD so you might remember, we've talked for the past couple of weeks, that a team that we're always keeping our eye on is Austin LBJ. Now, obviously, there's a lot more schools than just them in Austin ISD, but I think everyone is under the assumption that the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to Austin ISD has been Austin LBJ. They um, made it to the state semifinal and then actually made it to the state final, beating Chapel Hill in 2021. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they're obviously a very relevant team well you think about it they were in 4a division one when they made those two super long runs under jamal finner mm-hmm. um last realignment they opted to go up 
to 5A Division II. So their numbers were very firmly in the 4A Division I category, but they opted to go up. So when you looked at their district in the enrollment, it was jarring how much smaller they were than everybody mm-hmm. in their district. Because even in 4A Division I, they're very much in the middle. Like, they're not on the higher end of it. Right. Um, the reason that they did that was because if they went up to 5A Division II, they were able to play teams much closer to them. It cuts way down on travel time, travel cost, right. everything. They just felt that it was better to do that. This go-round, Austin ISD has op- opted not to opt up some of their 4A Division One teams. So that would include Austin LBJ, Austin Eastside, Austin Travis, and Austin Northeast. Mm-hmm. All of those are 4A Division One teams that will not have to opt up to play 5A Division Two. Austin LBJ in particular, um, the 4A Division One cutoff range is 545 to 956. LBJ turned in a number of 773. So, I mean, almost as dead center as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Um, that is obviously huge for a couple of different reasons. Now, Austin LBJ is back in 4A Division One. The last time they were there, they were playing they were a powerhouse. Right, exactly. Now, they didn't beat Stephen Bull, but they were playing as an inner city school in Austin ISD for the first time in, like, decades right. to be in a state championship. Um and so that's obviously really big. Do I think they have the athletes that they had in that run? No, but you never know when some could emerge, especially now if they're going to be playing for a division one, that's enticing for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's big, but then also it brings up the question of, okay, that's great, but who's going to be in their district? Because there's really like two different ways that I think they could go for it. If you look at other 4A Division One teams, it could be something, and this is courtesy of, uh, talked with Matt Stepp about it, it could be someone like maybe Austin Achieve, the charter school down there, right? and maybe a mix of that, and then I believe Maynard New Tech mm-hmm. is opting up to 4A Division One just because, again, of kind of like, they're out in the middle of nowhere almost and it's hard to find teams around there that are in that classification because most of them if you were to head east would be smaller and if you were to head west they're all bigger because they're in austin so Mm -hmm. it's like where do you go um so they are opting up to do that or the other thing that they could do which i have a hard time thinking would happen just because of travel cost and stuff like that the other 4a division one teams around there are more like a taylor uh, burn it a marble falls you can head up right. 1431 which i do not recommend doing in a bus you'll get sick and it's scary um but that being said if they were to do that and hop on 71 or 29 and head up to do that that would also be an option i don't think that will end up being the case i think it makes more no, sense especially to if they opted up last realignment because of travel, travel costs they're yeah. gonna try and keep that down a little bit and yeah. probably like you said play other austin schools around and, the and area. i don't think that Burnett and marble falls would be too pumped up about that either they they're used to having to travel down but not not too the dead center of Austin Austin. every single week, you know, that would be, that would be a lot. So just something to keep your eye on there is that's just going to be an interesting district to see where they kind of end up. Mm -hmm. All right. There is four, a division one. Let's matriculate over to five, a division two region four. So this one is much in the same vein as what we talked about with Brock. Um, first and foremost, five, a division two cutoff numbers are 1315 to 1902. That's where they landed on for five, a D two, some super notable movers and shakers here. 
Mm-hmm. Corpus Christi Miller turned in an enrollment of 1397, which means they're heading down. They're coming down to 5AD2. That's big for a lot of different reasons. First and foremost, in my brain, that means that the district rivalry between Vets and Miller will not exist anymore. Now, that being said, I would be shocked if they They're didn't play each gonna other. They're still going to play, I'm sure. Um, They've got so to. So that, but that shakes up a lot of things for the playoffs too, because you think about 5A Division One in Region 4, and it was always Vets and Miller's against Vela and PSJ North. That, for the past two years, has been the super big talking point of will the RGV have an opportunity to step up and, and be able to go all the way through. Right Now, this takes one of the dreaded Corpus Christi hurdles out of the RGV's way if they're still staying there, which I would need to dive in a lot more than that to figure all of that out. Mm-hmm. But just saying, Corpus Christi Miller moving out of Region 4 opens up Region 4 a little bit more in my mind. Mm-hmm. Moving on the opposite side, though, um, 5A Division Two Region 4 opens up more. Is that... Am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. Hang on here. Oh, no. It actually... Well, they're switched... Like, Bernie's going to be moving. Yes. This, okay, okay. Here's where... Yes, yes. I got, like, confused by my own arrows here. So, Corpus Christi Miller was 5A Division One moving down. Here's the other interesting part. Bernie, which has been a 4A Division One program... Yes, they're moving up. ...is moving yeah. up into 5A Division Two. So, you want to talk about notable. Those are two very notable programs that will be entering into Region 4 of 5A Division Two. Who else will be in that region? Well... The powerhouse that has been Liberty Hill Mm -hmm. is in there. Alamo Heights, who this goes even a little bit past football, but they're good in a lot of other sports too. Um, You're looking at a region that has just been dominated primarily by Liberty Hill year after year after year. Now, all of a sudden, you look around and it's like, okay, Alamo Heights can kind of test some people. Okay, Corpus Christi Miller can test some people. Oh, God, here comes Bernie. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, we went from having one of those regions where we penciled in Liberty Hill almost every single year to going, oh, oh, wow, that got interesting fast. So really interesting there in 5A Division 2. Thank you for helping me out with my own arrows. Um, (laughs) All right, that's 5A Division 2. Let's take a look at 5A Division 1. Chaos. So Love this it. was something that I'm sitting there and I'm going, wait a minute. Oh, wait my a minute. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so let's clarify this real fast. The 6A cutoff this year for the UIL is 2,275 kids or higher. Then, obviously, in the playoffs, they divided up and the top four teams with the the top two with the largest enrollment go up to 681 and the bottom two go down. So it doesn't matter. If you have more than 2,275 kids, you're going to be in 6A. Um, so we're sitting there and I'm looking and I was like, oh yeah, Lancaster's going up. So they're going to be back in 6A, which they're a team that's always right there on the edge. They kind of mm-hmm. hinder up, go down. They were in 6A, the previous realignment. And then this year, this realignment, they dropped down. Now they're going back up. Yes. That's someone we always have our eye on. So, but I'm looking and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, well, that really opens it up for Forney and Longview if they end up being in the same district. And I was like, wait a minute. Forney's going up. And I was like, well, now I got to check on Longview. Longview's, Longview's going, going up. up. 
Oh my goodness, here's the craziest part. You'll see right there, McKinney North was two kids shy of half of District 7, 5A Division 1, moving up to 6A. Yeah. That's wild. That's and insane. It, it, the, the thing that's also just really wild about this, Matthew Stepp is looking in here. We have a long-running bit that Matthew is not allowed on WTF. So, I didn't know he was coming in today. Yeah, he told me he was. Oh. He's frantically well, I, you know, waving I could at us. Switch, I could switch oh, it yeah. to the... <laughs> Hang on. We're just going to... Hang on real quick. Hang on. We've got to pause in this. He's not allowed to. No, no words. You can't say words, but we wanted to show you on our little um, camera there. Oh, he's so fuzzy. Hang on there. Matthew. (laughs) Look at him. Someone. Hey, someone please screenshot that for me with his thumb up and send it to me. You look like uh, the big bird meme. (laughs) The big Big bird Bird kicks down the door. (laughs) Anyway. All right. There he goes. Matthew step, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) <laughs> that's the most he will ever be on WTF. Yeah, never. Not he won't a word ever, he to won't be, be allowed to, Yeah, he can't speak. That's just going to be the bit. He can show up every once in a while, while, but he but cannot he speak. Cannot speak. <laughs> um, anyway, so this was just crazy because I was like, man, the three powerhouses in that district are moving up to 6A. But the, oh, that's what I was going to say. The thing that I find craziest about this is it's not like these are all four McKinney teams and McKinney as a whole is just booming you know right we're talking about very very different geographic areas here like Lancaster is down I-20 Longview is all the way out in the Piney Woods Forney is nowhere close to either of those you know what I'm saying so they're still gonna be traveling a lot this is literally one of the districts in the DFW area that has like the largest spread of travel and so it's like the fact that they all were growing was just that, that was just wild and mckinney north missed it by two kids right which they're probably kind of thankful for because they could of course opt up if they want to mm-hmm. to be in 6a but they'd probably fall in the district with Den regular Dyer, mckinney mckinney prosper prosper if they're all going to still be if in they're that all same still going to be in that same district right so they're probably like hey we probably have a better shot at winning the district if they stay there with Tyler exactly because they're uh, already the stretch region exactly it's gonna be hard to find other teams to move into it so that's a district that I will be very interested in seeing if those teams that were in that district are still kind of all in the same spot who do they add in or who do they kick out of that district and do they split it and say well no now we have more reason to stay keep this more east or send some of those east folks down into like southeast texas mm-hmm. um so oops, sorry very interested to to hear what this one ends up but yeah the top three teams in 75a division one and all moving up to 6a and forming <laughs> lancaster and longview so very interesting i wonder if that's ever happened before i mean that's got to be a first for that uh i don't know like the top three i mean almost by four like almost the top four yeah that's crazy I'm not know. sure. Interesting. Um, I just thought it was crazy that Forney jumped that much too. Right. I mean, that's like, that's over 200 more kids. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, there is that. And last, but certainly not least, it's the one that we've been talking mm-hmm. about for literally ever. What is Claude Mathis and his DeSoto Eagles going to do? So as you can see there, the 5A division one cutoff is 1903 to 2274. So if, and then obviously 6A, if you have, 2275 or greater you're going to be in 6a mm-hmm. so the snapshot number that DeSoto turned in was 2127 so they're over like they're like 150 below short of the 6a cutoff yeah yeah um and so 
you start thinking about it and it's like, man, here is the back-to-back reigning state champion in 6A Division Two. Arguably the best, not arguably, like very clearly the best team out of any classification in the state. Yes, pound for pound. Just absolutely Absolutely. dominant. Because they beat, I mean, they beat Duncanville. Duncanville. And that was was the 6A Division One state championship. Um, So undisputed number one team in the state of Texas this last year. And I don't think that it's going to... get really any different from there. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of pieces to replace, you know, Caleb Bailey replacing him will be a big one, but I think DeSoto has they're the chance so to, yeah, they're going to reload. Like it's, yeah, they have the chance to go nothing. for a three peat. Yeah. And obviously we saw this year how difficult that is to do in a state championship because there was multiple teams going for their three peat and they didn't get it. Right. But this will be the big one that everyone has their eye on because you've got to think too, like if they opt up to be in six, a, then I would assume the district would look, pretty similar to what it will keep being you know mm-hmm. like Duncanville's definitely still going to be up there right um but if they choose to stay Cedar Hill will still be up there right but if they choose to stay in 5A division one that competition's going to go down the competition's going to go down and then like the travel is going to be crazy too like you can sit there on the I-20 corridor and drive 20 miles to all your games basically right and it's like and then they might play soccer they might play this like there's a really good powerhouse of really good teams that you'll be completely battle tested with and you don't have to travel very far you don't have to you know it's rivalries that the whole state of Texas loves um I feel like if Claude thinks that he can beat Duncanville again there's no reason that they wouldn't um but the other side of it is they might say shoot we don't care we got these numbers we're just gonna go absolutely wreck everybody division one yeah which would be fun if them and alito were able to play each Mm -hmm. other if alito's still in 5a division one um which is another team that we've consistently kept looking at i think that their number was correct where they will be in 5a division one but man like desoto alito would have been great but other than that they're gonna go play a bunch of dallas schools Dallas mm-hmm. ISD schools, and no offense, DeSoto is going to wreck any of them. Right. You know, I mean, Sock would give them the best the best chance, and I still think they're a favorite over Sock by yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so that will be very interesting to see, and they've, they've made it very clear that they're not telling anybody beforehand. They're just going to wait until mm-hmm. realignment. So um, that will be when we know what's, what's up with DeSoto, but it'll be very interesting to see. I, I Personally, I hope that they stay 6A mm-hmm. because I enjoy the I-20 gauntlet that they go through. I and do too. I think that they do, but... I mean, hey, numbers are numbers. numbers are you numbers. can choose to just wreck everybody if you want to. Well, they're going to do that regardless, <laughs> I, I say, feel I, like. Yeah. So it's Claude Mathis. Is, hey, he's got the best of both worlds exactly. here. It's yeah, just, nothing know, can go who wrong he wants here. to play at this point. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yep. so there it is. Um, some major movers and shakers that we're going to be keeping our eye on um, when realignment rolls around. So that all being said, a, a big reminder here. One thing. Um, somebody in the comments did ask, mm-hmm. um, where do you see the Louisville team's head? And um, according to Stepp's article, he thinks that they're all probably just going to stay in that same same thing. district. I mean, with Hebron, Louisville, Coppell, Farmon, Marcus, Farmon, Denton, Geyer. Um, I don't know if Denton Braswell was in that district beforehand, but he says he thinks that he might that Denton Braswell might join six six A. But Interesting. It, as a whole, it's probably going to stay the same because they all turned in 6A numbers so it's not going to change very much right and that's another one of those things because sometimes like the the debate between the two of those are basically who ends up with like the Plano schools right and so there are years past where the Louisville teams have kind of ended up with the Plano schools or Allen and Denton Geyer end up with and the that's Plano exactly schools. what happened last realignment mm-hmm. because they were all in the same district uh last the last two years mm-hmm. uh, but now they're adding the Denton school well 
if supposedly they were they were going to add yes exactly yeah. which that that would make sense um because if that not does. then i bet braswell would end up going with the prosper mckinney allen. guyer allen yeah. all of that thing which makes sense honestly like off of 380 right there but mm-hmm. I guess we'll we'll see how that one ends up shaking out. But yeah, all of those teams, it's always one's gonna go one way and one's gonna go the other way. Like that's that's right. literally it. Exactly. Um so yeah. Um oh Flower Bluff and Corpus Christi Vets District. Honestly, that might end up happening because Flower Bluff is going D one. So they might replace my assumption would be that they would replace Miller's absence with flower bluff because they would literally be, they're both just switching. Right. Um, and so, yes, I, I would assume that vets and flower bluff will now be in the same, same district, district, which yeah. would then add in another, um, corpus adjacent obstacle for the RGV. Um, but that'll all be interesting to shake out. So there you go. Um, a reminder, we will have our realignment special next Thursday. So no WTF. We will not be doing WTF at two o'clock. It's just too much of a turnaround and we've got other events that evening and all sorts of stuff. It just Mm -hmm. won't work. But that being said, wherever you're watching right now, um, tune in, to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, or Twitter to be able to see our Texas Football Today realignment special. We will be live out um, in Birdville. It'll be me, Tepper, Step, Mallory, um, and we're going to have a ton of guests on. We're going to be grabbing coaches. It's just a fun scene in general. So join us at 9 o'clock, probably a little bit before 9 o'clock, as we uh, we go live with what's happening with UIL realignment. It's one of the most fun days that happens. I'm excited. Biannually. Yeah. Um, I've never been, so I'm yeah. That's I'm the other thing about, I'm really excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited to be thrown into the chaos without any kind of experience whatsoever. But yeah. So if you fun. if you want to see that that pretty little face over there on your screen, you can do it because she'll be just like this from UIL <laughs> realignment, ready to no, party and go. <laughs> um, so 9 a.m. next Thursday, it's UIL realignment special. Dave Campbell's crew out from Birdville. Um, giving you all the information on what what's ends up what ends up shaking out but until then um we're just we're gonna go we're gonna go home relax relax we ain't going home to relax nope we never work go more to we're relax. gonna work more yeah, we're gonna work more <laughs> and then maybe go home later when it's not 2 40 uh, correct anyway thanks for tuning in to wtf we're here every thursday at two except for next thursday realignment special join us um but other than that we'll be back the following thursday oh one last thing Mm -hmm. um we've got a live commitment on our youtube channel tomorrow at 6 p.m powers is going to be going to 40 i believe four hang on now soon to be 6a 40 yes um do you have the name coming on riggins so he's got uh, in his top 10, Baylor, Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, OU, Tennessee, Texas, and Texas A&M. So that'll be that's live on our – oh, yeah. that's He's a four-star. Um, the number one inside linebacker. Um, but, yeah, so at 6 p.m. tomorrow night on our YouTube page, you can tune in to see where is he going. Is he going to head out of state or in-state? Nice. Go Grev. Shout out Grev. Yeah, go Grev. Um, No, that'll be awesome. Uh, Yeah, YouTube.com slash Dave Campbell's TF. Tune in to see. Until then, party on, have fun. We'll see you next Thursday at 9 a.m. for the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Realignment Special.